Hi, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <laughs> and most importantly, always remember, please, don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Espionage. Coup d'etats. Alabama, banana. Four things I never thought I would say in that order. Today I teach you about a great entrepreneur or criminal mind. Depends on your perspective. One who took the phrases one man's poison is another man's medicine and one man's trash is another man's treasure very literally. And in so doing, you will learn how to channel the hidden powers of capitalism for yourself so you can go grow your own perishable goods empire yes because that's pretty much what he did ladies and gentlemen of the audience i give you banana man or as the french will call him l'homme au banane where others saw a banana he saw opportunity sam zemire was born in the year 1877 in Kishinev, Bessarabia, Russia. Da! At the age of 11, Sam and his family immigrated to the US of A, back when it was still a couple of states just called America, you know? In the hopes of achieving the American dream, which has now become the Nigerian dream. Most of us just want to jackpot and achieve the American dream or work as McDonald's trying. They arrived at the USA quite poor, but Sam would soon strike gold, yellow. Now sometime in the mid to late 1890s at the docks of Mobile, because I'm pretty sure it shouldn't be Mobile, Alabama, Leom O'Banan, back when he was still just Sam, sighted the members of a crew unloading and sorting out bananas. At the time, bananas were an exotic fruit and everyone wanted them. So it's safe to say that if you sold bananas, you were well on your way to generational wealth. Young Sam moved forward to ask if he could buy the new ripe bananas that were being sorted out. Surprisingly or not, they said yes. Why? Well, because to them, ripe bananas were already bad market. They would never make it to the market in time and this young chap wanted to buy those They'd be fools not to accept. Now Sam's headache was how to get the ripe bananas to customers before they turned bad. Yes, trains were the answer. I don't know where he found the money shop. But he rented out containers on the Illinois Central Railroad and sold bananas right off the train. Wow. Selling goods to customers during vehicular transport. Where have I seen that before? Now selling is always more profitable when people know that you're actually selling. So he made a deal with the telegraph operator to give a percentage of his sales if they would radio ahead to local merchants. 
The appraiser agreed and Sam was in business. A very time-bound business. Because any little delay could spell doom for his little ticking time bananas. At the age of 21, he was worth $100,000, which is now about $3 million, give or take. If I was only telling you how the banana man was born, I'd stop here. But I promised you espionage and coup d'etats. No? After acquiring vast wealth and disrupting the banana market, the suppliers not so quickly began to realize that the ripes actually did have worth. I mean, it only took them a few years. Sam decided it was time to go up the ladder. So he bought a steamship, sailed to Honduras, purchased 5,000 acres worth of land, and started a fruit company called the Cuyamel Fruit Company. And he was self-employed all the while. So, boys and girls, ditch that 9 to 5 and follow your dreams. If your dreams can't pay your bills, go back to your 9 to 5. He built plantations, railroads, bridges. He was a modern day Afrochinator. If you know, you know. If you don't get it, forget about it. They called him the Gringo. Yeah, yeah, they weren't very creative. Of course, building a foreign empire required a lot of hush money and bribes. But he struck a lot of deals with the Honduran government. And he was fine. Then the waves came crashing in. So, apparently Honduras was in debt to the United Kingdom. To tackle this issue, the United States Secretary of State helped Honduras develop a strategy to reduce debts. Taxes. Increased taxes. The one thing that is universally detested by every adult, most adults, the ones that pay shall, but is also equally demanded should you choose to live in a functioning country. So Sam was all for taxes here, but not increased taxes. He tried making an agreement with the then president of Honduras, but the president did not agree because you know, he was looking out for the best interests of his nation, while Sam was looking out for the best interests of his pockets. Sam tried lobbying the United States Secretary of State, but they just told him to stay out of it, man. So like any insane man with the resources would do, Sam devised a plan. A plan to overthrow the Honduran government. Crazy, I know. While being tracked by federal agents, Sam recruited a hundred mercenaries. Like, pew pew, mercenaries, yeah. Including Lee Ho 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 Christmas and Guy the Machine Gun Maloney. Yes, these are real names. Then they found the previously exiled president, Manuel Bonilla. The plan was simple, put him back in charge. They cooked up a really good plan that was based off a bluff, but to make the bluff seem real, they got a US Navy boat and a small army, but they were armed to the teeth. With this small army, Sam threw the federal agents off his tail and marched to Honduras. He annexed some part of the Honduran military and threatened that he had a small army ready for hostile takeover. But he didn't really have a big enough army. And he said that for none of this to happen, a free and fair election must be held and Manuel Bonilla 
must be installed into power. Well, that, that doesn't sound so free and fair. I'm not sure he understood that concept. But, but what do I know? And things went just how the banana man willed it. He got the favorable tax and land concessions he wanted for his company. Anyway, from then on, things went well for Sam as he competed heavily with the United Fruit Company. They were like the OGs in fruit. Yeah, the fruit business is quite, quite deep. It almost got violent a few times. In fact, there was this time where they both wanted a particular piece of land, but it turned out the land was owned by two people. While the United Fruit Company tried sorting out the legalities, Sam just bought the land from the two individuals. He never wasted time to seize an opportunity. Carpe diem. Now, you may see Sam as a bad guy, but he isn't really a bad guy. He was just blinded by capitalism, which if I must say, isn't so bad like capitalism itself, but greed is. By 1929, the United Fruits and the US government had had enough. It was endangering American interests like Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl, which didn't exist then, I think. But it was perfect timing for Sam because he was ready to retire. He sold his company to his rivals, United Fruit Company, for around $500 million in today's money. And he bought a nice house in New Orleans and lived the rest of his life happily. The end. Yes, the wicked actually rest. No. No, wait. Oh, wow, there's more. So there truly is no rest for the wicked. As it turns out, the United Fruit Company wasn't doing so hot. Within a short time, two years to be precise, the banana man was back from retirement, plainly because they made him lose a lot of money. He was, you know, but that, but the, he was. It was time for him to kick ass and take names. Sam was a major shareholder, so he cared. He spoke to the board, but they blew him off. He even laughed at his accent. Leom Obanan did not like that. He won some guys over in the United Fruit Company to his side, bought the larger shares, became the de facto head of the company, and fired all the dead weights. You're fired. Including most of the board. And then he brought back the United Fruit Company to its former glory. He's a pretty cool guy. Sam was one heck of a businessman. Yeah, that's not for me. And his story still doesn't end there. He was painted out to be a communist who sided with the Soviets. So he tacked him with the US government, didn't see that coming, and staged another coup in Guatemala. Thousands died, sure, but the banana man got his dues. Okay, now he's, he's not a good guy. He gave millions to charity, built an agriculture school, pushed for Mayan ruins to be preserved, etc. Okay. He did some good things, but it doesn't really wipe out a lot of the lives lost. But yeah, we'll leave that. Some would call him the pimp of Central America. You know, he cherished them, but he was also rough with them. Sam finally retired again in 1951, and he rested for 10 years before dying in 1961. The wicked do rest at some point. Probably, sometimes. Moral of the story. Honestly, if life gives you lemons, look closer. They just might be weirdly shaped bananas. Banana. Banana.
Today's episode was written in part by the lovely Telegram community manager, Eddie Harcourt. Thanks, Eddie. You're the best. By the way, guys, I just wanted to slip this in before the outro plays. Y'all should like, if you're not already, follow the Instagram page. You know, drop some reviews, I guess, under like the episode posts for each week. I'm just saying this again because like, you know, some of you are doing well. You know, you are really doing well. And some of you, you are just, you to listen and go. I mean, come on, talk to me. Talk to Bio. Bio want to talk to you too. Yeah. I want to get to know you guys. Someday soon, I'm going to bring on fans and like, we're going to play a trivia game show about what a joke. And it's going to be so fun. Until then though, interact online. I love you guys. And um, yeah, one more episode till the season is over. How does that feel? Talk to me on Instagram. Talk to me on Twitter. Instagram is at whatajokepod and Twitter is at uduolebio. Until next time. You really can't take this seriously. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it or not, please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jamet platform. And I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jamet Twitter page under the post for this episode. Tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah.